ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of How Did We Get Here? I'm your host, Jay Carter, and the man that is always heard and never, ever will be seen, Skeen, a.k.a. the background killer. That'd be me. A.k.a. the Wizard of Oz. Yes, sir. A.k.a. A.k.a. <laughs> to be continued. To be continued. Uh, again, better than your average is the channel in the movement. How do we get here is the show. We got two cousins that are like brothers discussing any and everything and the process. How did we get here? We appreciate y'all tuning in and rocking with us again, man. As always, we send you all love, peace, and blessings. And we pray that your family is all healed, healthy, blessed, and prosperous, man. Thanks for tuning in, man. Riverside FM is our app that we use. Go check us out on YouTube at How Did We Get Here or look us up at Better Than Yeah, YA Average. Or send us support support on support on the cash app at dollar sign how did we. Um got a quick episode we wanted to come and hit y'all with, man. Um but I wanted to um have a quick what we're gonna talk about. You know, uh, real quick, man, I think it, it was it was cool for us to come on and talk about the uh, the new Kevin Hart movie. But what I wanted to discuss with you guys real quick on the front side of this is I saw um, a post uh, about Stephen A. Smith and people jumped on dude's neck. And uh, I had a brief conversation with uh, Skeens before we went live. Um, but basically the post that he made, and I'm curious what you guys think. Um, he, now Stephen A. Smith, for those that don't know, is, uh, arguably the most popular, um, what is it? What is he? What is it? Sports commentator. Sports, well, sports, uh, entertainer. Now, sports he, entertainer on, in the world. Yeah. Cause he, he's, he, I think he's the past the form of just saying he's a commentator because he does. In every he does, yeah. So uh, anyway, he's on the network ESPN and has been on ESPN for many, 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 many years now. Um, I believe he's probably the highest paid from what we understand. So anyway, um, he put out a post that said, I wake up every morning with two thoughts. Number one, how to make my bosses more money. And number two, how to get how to get some of them. So people are saying that he's a coon. All he's thinking about is massa. Uh, people are saying this is some of the, the dumbest stuff they've ever heard, um, things like that. And my my issue with the super woke culture sometimes, y'all, is that we just will allow it to take us to a place where we don't look at stuff logically. James, do you work for a company? Absolutely. Jay works for a company. Most of you guys work for a company. So, Most and you guys until you are the boss, the owner, you work for that company, and they give you a percentage of the revenue. Everything is percentage-based. So, just off of that scheme, what do you think? Well, I think sometime in the midst of, the, of being woke, we... Become sleep deprivation. We 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 we're develop deprived. Yes, because we're so woke. Yeah, and uh, and uh, in the midst of all the uh, now, I think that I would like to say that I'm wokeish. 
Mm-hmm. So, woke ish. So, a certain point. <laughs> but at the same time, I keep the main thing the main thing. There and I go. try to keep a perspective and see things from both sides of the of the coin. And I I may not agree with everything with the co- that the company does, but I can somewhat understand how they see things because the company is a thousand feet above ground. It's uh-huh. no different when you take off in a plane. Yep. Everything is in. That's it. Indeed. So we're looking up and we, we have our perspective, but a lot of times the a lot of the main people that was commentating were average was the average Joe just like us. You are an employee complaining about about his statement. Yes. I'm pretty sure at least ninety percent of those people that come in are not self employed. Here's the thing, Skins and I were talking about this, y'all. And here's the thing, I don't want y'all to think that I'm anti being aware. Mm-hmm. I, we understand our position as people of color in the country, as black folks, right? I understand that. My other issue is that, uh, again, your company you work for, the company I work for, there's a degree of which where we can influence change. Mm-hmm. There's also a degree where that company, as the owner and the boss, they have certain rules and expectations because they're the owner and the boss. Absolutely. So, guys. These are the examples I use. As much as we love LeBron James, he's one of the considered one of the most woke athletes of this era, this modern era. We ain't gonna compare him to the Jim Browns or Ali Zollett, but of this era, he works for the NBA. They pay him a percentage based on more viewership. The more you make the TV contracts, he gets more money. Revenue increases. He works for Nike. The more shoes he sell that sell, he gets more money. There's a reason why he's making forty something million dollars compared to when Magic made okay. a million dollars a year. Okay. That was a like a, a major feat. At that time. If you're an actor, you work for the movie house, they pay you a percentage. If you're a doctor, you work for the hospital, you get a percentage. If you're a lawyer, you work for the firm, you get a percentage. Mm-hmm. This is how it works. Why are we pretending like we all don't get up in the morning thinking of how we can be more productive and successful in the job so they pay us more money? What's wrong with saying that? Absolutely. I'm just saying. Well, well, bro, even if you are, even if you own your own company, you yeah. still must provide value. You have. Have to provide for value. Your the more value you provide, the more revenue that you can bring in. Even as a boss or an owner of a company, your massa, quote unquote, is your client, is your customer. Oh, you yeah. have to position a way, as he said, my boss, mm-hmm. I have to, how am I becoming more valuable mm-hmm. to my customer so that they spend more money with me? Guess who else you bat your master? Who? IRS. I, the I, Ara, <laughs> and the S. Everyone's favorite relative. So even there, there's still going to be some form of currency exchange. Right. You're trying to figure out a way to keep more of that money that you bring that that you're making. Right. Right. Now here, here's the other part of it where I don't want to miss you guys. The Stephen A. Smiths of the world that are on the network side of a, of the game have a role in the totality of where we're trying to get as black people. 
Stephen A has a role at ESPN. He plays an important role. People be wanting him to get on there and be. That's not his role on that show well, on that platform. But not to mention, you know, a lot of people are uh, adopting this this mantra of Stephen this and Stephen. Well, people that look like you and me, mm-hmm. for the next generation of us, need to see a Stephen A. Okay, because that that it, it provides. A form of aspiration. That's Boom, there you go. Yeah. The same way we said a lot of a lot of our parents right. say that. Hey, I never would have. I, I never see a black president. Right. Well, we have one. Yeah. Now, regardless of how you feel about Barack, right. what he yeah. did and didn't do, yeah. Yeah. he still gave a lens of something to inspire to. There you go. Yeah. So you say, you know what? You have you may have the next generation of kids that may have thought that the best that they could do was work at a McDonald's. Nothing wrong with it, but to see a black man to run the free, be the most powerful man in the free world, opens up the possibilities of the possibilities that's available for you. Now right. you can you you're you're willing to look and think deeper or or dream bigger about what 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 you may be able to contribute to the world or the legacy that you may live or the financial Games that may be available to you because you come from the hood like me. There are some of us that only saw that only see the hood. They don't see anything outside of the block. We right. listen like uh, some New York rappers or, or people. They would interview some cast in New York and other other place. They were like, man, I don't leave my block. I live on this block. Now think about it. The world is big. Mm-hmm. All all that you know is that block. Nothing wrong with that because that's family and that's familiarity and they develop a culture but there's that's a subculture of even the other barrels mm-hmm. outside of what you live mm-hmm. so we need a Stephen a to one to open up more doors as we need you know people got mad at jay no matter how you feel you say we need a seat at the, at the table that's what it's well, about Steven is that seat at the table, regardless of how you feel. He's the highest paid player personal at ESPN yes. by a lot. Mm-hmm. He's showing diversity because he does so many roles, whether he's commentating, whether he's sports writing, whether he jumps on other shows and different things. He's showing a diversity and showing people that, hey, I can be in front of the camera or, hey, if you want to be behind the camera. He was a writer first before he came in front of the camera. Right. Yep. So there, you get yeah. to see both sides of the uh, of the field. And we have Shannon Sharp. I love Shannon. Shannon mm-hmm. adds a different p- perspective and, you know, uh, charisma that you may right. not get from Steven. Right. But we need a diversity of, of people that look like us because, we're not all the same. We're not a monolith, as people try to say. Exactly. As we talk so about. that's that's the part that trips me out is that all of it is necessary, a part of this gumbo that makes us what we are. You have a speech, and people again, what challenges me is people like, well, that dude, he don't never put. You don't know this dude is donating bread to HBCUs. He's put people on of color, but we pretend again to, to take it. Slightly on a turn, I, just the news just hit the young lady, the uh, sprinter, and I don't have her name pulled up, that she came up hot for smoking. So again, the woke culture is saying that it's a, it's strategic that they uh, singled her out. And what Olympian 
doesn't know. Now, again, my position on whether weed should be legal or all that out the window. If the faction or the organization that I am running for, working for, says, hey, Jay, to work here, you cannot do smoke weed. If we test you and you come up hot, you will be suspended. This is a widely, why are we pretending like this is not widely known? Well, and woke culture, though, was jumping on the band. Oh, man, you know what that is, bro. Well, and, and let's say we, we're not no longer woke. We're sleep, de- sleep deprivation. So we're basically going to a point of we just gangbanging. Right. We're, we're no different <laughs> yeah. than Bloods, Crips, so on and so yeah. forth, because we're all taking a stand of this, that, or third. Or is my way or the highway? Right. Either you with me or against me. A la beans. Right. <laughs> you gotta lay down. Yeah. But the thing is this, right? You, anyone who knows anything about the Olympics, USADA and the Olympic testing right. is the most rigorous testing of all ty- uh, of any faction, any type of uh, organization. Yeah. But also, right? You read the job application, Bruh. Unfortunately, now do I do I care about weed? And no, should it be legal? Hey, okay, it's, it should be as long as you can do your do do perform your duties, and it's not giving you an advantage. I don't care. It's right. affecting my life. Should weed be legal? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not a weed smoker, but yeah, I don't smoke. But for yeah. the people that are helped in all the medicinal purposes and all the different uh, health benefits, sure, open it up. Let the yeah. people that's lo- that, that that's locked up weed, let them out. Let them become a productive citizen. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that job application said, "This is what's on. This is what it is. Can you? Can will will you be able to adhere to the responsibilities of this job? Right. Yes or no. Now, mm-hmm. if you say yes, and you knew that you wouldn't be able to, then you're a liar. Mm-hmm. You lie to them, or you're lying to yourself. To somebody, yeah. you're lying. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. see. You messed up. Okay. Hey, we all make make mistakes. All of us, all of us fall short of the glory. There you go. None of us are perfect. Yeah. But the thing is, during the Olympics, uh, I don't think that would have been the smartest thing. I'm yeah. just saying, bro. Other, if I know I've qualified for the Olympic schemes, I'm not getting high, bro. Well, that's fine. Well, the thing is, maybe you know, we we always talk about therapy. Maybe she needs to find another form of, of therapy. Maybe she needs some meditation. Maybe some CBD oil that's legal or the hemp oil or whatever. Maybe you got to find her something else to basically give her that release that she needs mm-hmm. and still be able to perform her job. Because once again, the optics is she's a girl from Dallas. Yeah. From the inner city. We need other girl, other females and uh, other kids in general to see that looks like us mm-hmm. to see someone from the inner city performing and think and then also give you the thought to say, hey, I can dream bigger than where I come from. There you go. I I too can be on the on the major stage you know, on the major stages and with millions of eyes on me. Shakari Richardson, but again, Shakari Richardson. That's a so yeah. We need. In, in not being selfish, but think about the other kids that's come. We need her to be there. Mm-hmm. Now, I, and all this said, y'all, I hope that the suspension isn't to where she can't go and all that. But again, I just want us to, 
and I'm, I know I'm gonna get some of this, but you know, it is what it we is. We need her to be there, but we also need her to do the things necessary for herself to make sure that she stays there. Okay, last, third, third little quick hit before we get to this quick review on the Kevin Hart joint. There was a a, a social media post this chick had where she was coming back from the Dominican Republic. And she said something to the effect that it was so many chicks that was on the plane that came back from getting Brazilian butt lifts, BBLs, that they had to call for like 28 uh, wheelchairs. Now, ladies, question. And I was looking at somewhere, it was like some of these procedures are are some of the most high risk and deadly procedures that you can have. Ladies, you're empowered, you're independent. Why are we getting BBLs and all this other stuff to this high of an extent? I talked to my wife about it today. Because I was like, you know, I'm taking a stance on it where I, I'm trying to tell women that we appreciate you in your natural state. And she was like, nah, dudes be liking that. Dudes like it. Okay, this is how dudes are. Is a chick having plastic surgery or BBL or whatever, is it crucial enough to the point where as a dude, I won't have sex with the chick? No. But the argument that I made to some other young ladies, because they're like, well, these chicks have all these followers and they have all this attention. How many of these chicks that are out here trying to portray and live this lifestyle have a solid foundation in relationship? Hey, it's, it's the express line. It's not that long. I'm just saying. Bro, you know what he's dudes like this. I like motorcycles. I like the artistry of motorcycles. Right, <laughs> right. I go to the Harley Davidson dealership every now and then and yeah. just look at the art. Yeah. You know, we used to watch West Coast uh, Orange County West Coast Customs, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Yep. I like the art of tattoos. Yep. The artistry. I will never get either one of them. <laughs> now, nothing against anyone who loves that. Right. But that just goes to show that that, that I can like something and just because I like it doesn't mean it's for me. Right. I just appreciate what it is. Right. And as men, we are visuals. So if you see some hips and uh, this hour. Now, the thing is, is that they've gotten so ridiculous that the shapes are out of control. And y'all see it where the chick's legs don't match the, the, the hips and all this kind of stuff. Or the proportions is just so gargantuan that you like. Now, again, a man's nature is to visually. Will a dude look at it like it? Will a dude, again try to get the viscosity off of you? Yes. But here's the the bigger question for me is what's the reality of why women are doing it? What's the reality? The illusion, well, they told themselves that we think that's the end all be all. Right. But they're telling each other. Uh-huh. That that we think that they're telling each other that we want that above all else, right? Without talking to us. Boom! There you go. You know how that the old thing when you was in school, 
when you told one person, uh, you told one person something by the time it got right, to right, the right. other Telephone. line, yep. it was something totally different. Yep. Go to the source. Right. Now, we appreciate those different things, but there are other things that we value more than those aesthetics that have been augmented. Mm-hmm. And really, you are, it's a lie. You became a walking lie. That's that, and, 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 and to shout out our boy, the OG Corey Holcomb, y'all are walking around. Now, listen, I'm, ladies, I love when you put yourselves together, but we, this is the reality of the situation, y'all. Girls are walking around without their own behind, without their own breasts, without their own hair, without their own eyelashes, with plumped lips, lipstick, makeup. The whole nine yards, you got something on underneath to cinch your waist together. But you're telling the dudes, A, that you're empowered, you're confident, you a goddess. Mm-hmm. And then, as Skeen just said, you're telling me that I, I'm not keep. I need to keep it real. Hey, you remember the old Muppet Babies? Right. Show me the real you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be amazed how many people will love you for you when you really love you. Help me. Now, watch this, ladies. Again. A man will like the picture. A man will sleep with you. Here's the other part. Let, let, ladies, let's do a test. If you stop altering yourself, would men stop approaching you? Well, no. <laughs> men are going to approach what's available. That's that's men tailor what we do based off of what's over here. That's what men do. Again, if you look at the most famous of the famous of people on social media, let, let's look at Kim Kardashian. How many how many followers do they have? Uh, millions. How many how many times she be married? I can't have and keep a solid relationship. Y'all, it's fool's gold. Yeah, she's been married quite a few times. It's so, fool's gold. Yeah, yeah. Now, the way Schemes and I, we've talked about this for years and years and years. And even just, again, what we have to think about, y'all, is what social media and all this stuff has done to our brains to where the real, you don't, see, we don't want the real. We want Bruh. the altered fake and pretend that it's real. Bro, yeah. hold on, hold on. Ladies, James and I talk about this because, again, talking about what do men want? We want you to be cool. We want to make sure that we're getting it in on the regular, you know, some other special activities. We want a peaceful household. We want we don't want a chick that's one again. You don't see a boxer go out and fight a three minute round, and when he comes to the corner, he's fighting with the cut man. He's fighting with his trainer. No, you come to the corner to get water and instructions. When a man comes home, he wants to come to a place of peace. If you provide those things in general, for the most part, you will win the man. Ta-da! Like what man, uh, ta-da! Now, we want a woman that has a level of attractiveness to us, but Skeen's not, again, Skeen's not, y'all know, we talk, hey, we want a chick with some little hips, a little booty, but 
as as my uh, uh, one of my mentors always talked about, you're sleeping with these women and putting babies in her, and then you want her to look like she looked like when she was 21. That's not life. That's not real life, y'all. Well, <laughs> bro, and, and then plus you say, well, women say men like this. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all go to Keith Sweat concert, right? You go to you like a lot of artists that you go to their concert. Yes. That doesn't mean that you're willing to leave your husband. You're you're thinking about leaving your husband just to sleep with. Well, let me. Some some probably will. <laughs> in general, but in general, yes. Just because you go crazy for whoever your favorite artist is, you right. see people out there crying when Mike when Michael Jackson was alive and all. Didn't mean mm. you you was you're, uh you were willing to leave your husband. Again, we'll close it out with this. What we've always been told: just because it looked good, don't mean it's good for me. And at the end of the day, what we want is substantive relationships. Substantive relationships is what we're looking for. Okay, show me, show me, show me this vast drove of these Instagram OnlyFans chicks that got solid situations at the crib. I'll wait. Last point that we're gonna touch on, man, is I wanted to talk about this Kevin Hart film, man. Um, I think he made and is making the turn and the turn that I talk about with comedians going, being able to truly act outside of a comedic role and play in more of a dramatic where they're not then quote unquote themselves. And my best example that I always like to give is a lot of people think when I say this that Jamie Foxx. And it wasn't Ray. It wasn't Ali. It was any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. I was a young dude when any given Sunday came out. But at that time, I was a really a student of acting. When I saw that scene, and there's a long scene and dialogue between him and Al Pacino. When I saw that, I said, Jamie has made the turn. That's when I knew it. It was that film when they were sitting. Yeah, you're a quarterback. <laughs> That's the top spot. You know, and uh, they got me out there tackling 250 pounds. I don't do that. So I'm going to get my dollars up. You know, I was like, he he got it. So seeing Kevin Hart in, the, in this joint, um, I've been critical of Kevin in some of his films. And I've been criti critical of Kevin in all of the stand-up specials that he kind of just puts out like, you know, at, like clockwork. Um, respect Kevin Hart for how he's put his people on. Respect Kevin Hart for his business acumen. Respect Kevin Hart for how he leveraged his social media platforms and all that with the movie houses, all that. It's just sometimes some of the content for me, it just was like, Ugh. to me, uh, I was critical of his standard because it was like he had an hour special just kind of pinned on the schedule instead of, did you really have the material to put out another special? Um, Gaines and I have talked about some of the films. It's like, I'm just seeing Kevin Hart still. But in this film of, on Netflix, on Netflix, excuse me, um, it's called Parenthood, I believe, right? Yeah. Fatherhood. 
Fatherhood. Am I making it? I'm thinking of I'm thinking of uh, when we was coming up with C Martin. But anyway, fatherhood. <laughs> uh, um, I think he made the turn. And in this film, you guys, it's based off of some true events or a true story or something like that. I you know I, I found that actually actually later. Oh, wow. but basically he's uh, married. Him and his wife are having their first child, and uh, right after having the child. Literally, she doesn't leave the hospital. She dies. And so it's about the process that he goes through to where the mother-in-law basically wants him to move back to where they're from and to kind of just let them kind of take in this showing. And Skeens and I always talk about this, where they kind of sometimes as black fathers, they show us in this light of being in, inadequate, uh, unfit. But it shows that this dude, actually, he was putting in the work to be a great father mm-hmm. by himself for his daughter. Um, and for me, and in, in, in it's in the very beginning, it, it, you know, as it's starting out, I'm like, okay, it's cool. But there's a part in the beginning where he was like, uh, they, because they were trying to help his wife up uh, from having a C-section. And uh, when she was trying to stand up, she like passes out. And then, you know, they say she has a, she had a, a blood clot. So the doctors are coming out and it's that scene where you, you know, it's that classic scene where you're looking at the doctor. And just as a husband, where it hit home for me, when that dude was like something to the effect, please don't tell me my wife is dead. And oh, by the way, his wife's name was Liz in the movie. So that, that, that made me, I could see it a different way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he broke down and Kev had tears in the whole night. So I said, Kev has made the turn. Yeah, so I'm proud. Now I did not see, I told you schemes. I did not see the film he played in when my man where the dude was in the, where he was like the caretaker. For the dude. That was cool. I saw bits and pieces of it, but I didn't see the whole thing. He was becoming a better actor, but he still had moments that he okay. kind of became Kev. But you could see, yeah, the, you could see the maturation, right? Um, so I, I, I wanted to give Kev a salute, man, uh, because I have been, you know, uh, not out in public, but just behind the scenes, the conversation I was having with people, I was critical of some of his work. But I'm proud to see this this transition that he's made uh, in his acting, um, and. Uh, what did you think of what you what you saw in the film? Um, yeah, it, it actually was. I know you've been telling me, "Hey, watch the movie." And I, you know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I was like, eh, "I'm gonna try." <laughs> you know, I was, yeah, I, y'all skis was looking at me like, "Yeah, you know, and, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna do it." I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do it. but no, uh, it was a dope movie. Now, yeah. you know, they always had the saying that when one person dies, someone else is being born. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And in that, this case, in this movie, that was kind of what, what took place. Right. Right. Uh, his wife had passed and then the emergence of his child. And, you know, the kind of thing I was thinking, like, psychologically, mm-hmm. that could play on people. Because right. you got to think about the the duality that you're dealing with. Okay. I just lost my wife. Mm-hmm. But to a same, and I gained a child. Right. I somewhat almost lost my wife my child mm, okay yeah yeah yeah. you know I got you, I got also you. thinking like you know I'm, I'm having thoughts in my head like do he like every time you look at your child is like a memory of what you lost you know that then mm, yeah, do, do yeah you make yeah it's either two sides either if and you have some people even when when like when the, the father and the mother don't don't get don't rock oh uh, like every time i see that kid 
I'm I'm dealing with a trauma every time I see the key. Right, or right, right. you're on the opposite end of I got to love you more because of what I lost because mm. I don't want to lose again. Right. I, I think of uh, that's a similar idea. Uh, there was a young lady that we went to high school together. Now we weren't super cool, you know. We we had a link because our both our last name was Carter, and um, she passed a couple years ago. Um, and I was still just from social media and seeing her and her husband had a beautiful family. I would reach out to him from time to time. And I was thinking about dude the other day, and I just need to shoot him a text. But anyway, um, you know they had two kids, and I was like, I asked him, "Yo, how you doing, man?" He's like, "It's crazy because when I'm." I'm in the space where I feel bad. I feel horrible. I miss her. Right. And then he's like, I want to feel better. But then when I start to feel better, I feel guilty. That's crazy. And you so know, he's like, I'm in that crazy space right now. I was like, yo, that's yeah. crazy. So when man. I was watching, I was kind of yeah. like the, the thoughts of, of that. Yeah. So even when you talk about like the loss mm-hmm. in your there was also somewhat of, you talk about how the, the mother-in-law wanted him to move back. Right. Some of it, it, I was looking at how protective he was of his daughter. Mm-hmm. And it was like, to a certain extent, I was looking at like the parents, like they were somewhat being selfish. Not mm-hmm. only did the fact that they, they didn't believe in him, mm-hmm. they wanted to kids all right. for themselves like yeah. you, you stay you right. come yeah but really you just yeah, extra it's about extra, it's about the kid because when she had the uh the little girls i think her Christ- birthday what was Christ- it no 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 christmas Christ- like yo you're he was on a, yeah. all these people at the table and he's on a, he's a secondary thought and yeah they talking about him behind yeah. his back and different yeah. things so it was like they was it's like oh, uh, what oh nine stop uh, the housing crisis when, right right when Wall Street was bed was getting the bankers was giving out bad loans and bed to get you right yeah they were betting against him mm-hmm mm-hmm like yep. I, I know you're not gonna do it I'm gonna yeah. bet against you and whatever yep. but it seemed like it was being selfish but at the same time even with him he would he became so enclosed with his daughter it was all like almost the same way he was being selfish because. I'm trying to protect. I want to protect what I lost. Yeah, yeah. Even the trauma he was dealing with when he that, took her to the hospital. Right. It triggered a trauma, a traumatic exactly. thought, and he, him thinking like, I can't live my life because one, as a parent, the kid does come first. Yeah. And with him, the thing I did like, one, his willingness to be a parent. Yeah. Even though he said, I didn't know how to do it. I don't yeah. know how. I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna do it. Yeah. But I appreciated him saying, hey, sink or swim, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, yeah. I know y'all, well, I know you all saying that I'm going to, it's me, against, it's us against the world. Yeah. But also, it was almost like the military approach when, you know, when cats go to basic training. Mm-hmm. They have to tear you down to build you up. There you go, yeah. He tore down who he was as a person. Right. Of the selfishness of be first. Yeah. Even though he was married, but still, as even married, you're still being selfish as a person because I'm I don't really have any other responsibilities other mm. than the person I'm with. That's know? it. Yeah. So he tore down his his desire to go out, to go drink and different things like mm-hmm. he said, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna remove all of my me being late, my other things. I gotta tear this guy down and build up. Yeah. 
a parent. And that was a dope thing to see his maturation, and then over the years, how how intelligent she was, how oh, much yeah. how loving he was. You know, yeah. even though he, his circle of friends wasn't the best people. Well, <laughs> well, let me say that they wasn't the ideal stereotypical what you would think the, that you wanted role theme. models to be. Right, but they were up there, you know, playing they, the games with the but gambling with her. They and loved her. That's, that's, that's what it was all about. Even when she wasn't there, they yeah. didn't even want to play cards. They didn't. Because, like, it don't feel the same, man. Yeah. And those were the things that I took away from the movie. It was great to see uh, what he had did. And then it got to the point that regardless of how selfish they had become and thinking, okay, well, we got enough. Mm-hmm. They had to appreciate like yo i am being selfish right because he's doing a great job yeah he did a great job and even i I was thinking too just to the space of um i have a close friend where uh her husband passed a few years ago and she's in the space like and she's older than than us but she's like as long as i was with him i and people are coming like hey you don't think you ever and she's like "Mm." and so i just think about that space that you be in, if you have, you know, just what people that go through that lose a spouse and what they go through and, and the struggle of, again, missing them, but do you still have something in you that wants a companion? Well, you, that, you know what I mean? After so long, your life become a well-ordered machine. Yeah. You know, of what y'all do. You're, Absolutely. You're, you're, you're sung and dance amongst right. each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What you do, even in the midst of arguing, whatever, you still never lost your rhythm. Right. So now you out here dancing without a partner. Yeah, man. The music mm-hmm. ain't the same. Yeah, the ain't, you, know, yeah, man. you know, it's a whole different right. groove that you got to get now. Yeah. Either you're going to keep dancing, find another partner, or sit down. Yeah. So, um, when Kobe passed, and there one of the, the, the husband of one of the ladies that was on the plane, on the helicopter, he was like, I don't even know how to do life without this woman. You know, they had been together, like you said, talking about that, that unison, that dance that, you know, uh, that they had built together. He's like, I don't even know how to do life without her. You know what I mean? And I, I, you know, I just was, my heart went out to that guy thinking about that. You know what I'm saying? So I think it was a great film that shows that, um, it showed, Hey, you know, it was, it was something in there for, there's so many folks that are married and you go through tough things, right? So it's, it's giving us the example of how to get through tough things and tough things will happen in, in life and in marriage. Um, it shows how tough it is to be a parent and that none of us come in the game just knowing how to be great. You're learning as you go. No you try to give the kids as much love as possible and as much you know good instruction and knowledge, but you're still learning oh, on wow. the job. Yeah. You're learning on the job, right? Uh, it covered the the relationship between in-laws. <laughs> you know, sometimes it, what what it also shows schemes is that my relationship, he his relationship was okay with his in-laws with his wife as the glue, mm-hmm. but what is our relationship after she's gone? Well, his relationship with the the father-in-law was actually cool, right? And for him growing up without without, without his father, there you go, yeah. That was kind of what he weaned on. Yeah. And he kind of came up with his own manual. Yeah. Because of he's well, as he talked about, he learned what not to do from his father. Right. 
but he kind of learned some ways and some things what to do by way of his father-in-law. Right. There you go. So one thing I was I was happy to see us in a positive light. So even go. even with the infighting of the family, it still seemed real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it still showed us not all being oh uh, the stereotype. Right. Of, yeah. of us. Now yeah. there's yeah. some of us that, that fall in that category. Nothing against it. Yeah. But we have to have some balance in our movies or our depiction of our of 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 us. Yeah. To to present to the world as well as to present to other uh generations of us to come that see that you don't have to do that to to get on or you can actually have a tech job and still be cool and yeah. be a father. Yeah, all that. Yeah. So you can, or you can, you can still balance being a father and trying to get back on the dating course again, but still more than anything, yeah. putting your kids first. Yeah. Before you introduce anyone else to you, you know, and bring them in that circle. So it it was a it was great to see us being depicted correctly. There you go. Boom. And, and not a movie that. I'm laughing, but then as Dave Chappelle talked about when he left the Chappelle show, yeah. he was wondering, were they laughing with him? Were they laughing at him? So, and this is one of the movie. I'm glad that you can laugh, but I, I'm I'm happy that this is a movie where even if people that's outside of our culture see it and, and I laugh, with it. they see it and laugh, they're not laughing at us, they're laughing with us. Right. And, and appreciate it. And it's a movie that no matter what your ethnicity is, you can, you identify. can identify with those, these characters. Yeah. For sure. And um, like I said, I think, too, it was key to show how, on one hand, it showed that him and the mother-in-law were, had two different ideas. But really, at the end of the day, they both just missed the daughter. Yep. She missed her daughter. He missed his wife. You know, when they would go and uh, got to that point where they were sitting in the daughter's room together. Yep. And it was really that they just loved her and missed her. You know what I mean? And lastly, I think, too, it was just key to show for people that have lost a spouse or a significant other that it's okay. Once you get to that point, if you do feel like you want to have a companion, you know what I mean? And that you're not betraying them or, uh, you know, something like that. I, what I, I thought about too, cause uh, my mom actually pop watched it, but I ended up talking to my mom about it and she didn't finish it at one point. But anyway, what it made me think about is our cousin Don. And his wife, uh, I salute her because she always shows love and pays homage to Don every year. And lose on your anniversary, which is crazy, right? Um, You know, they had children together. Number two is that I I respect the guy that she's currently with because he allows her the space to do so. Yep. As well as... And not threatened by it. You know, it doesn't feel the type way about it. You know what I mean? Our family has not abandoned her. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes, yeah. you know, like we're talking about with Kevin and the mother-in-law. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, that person is the only commonality and the only bond that you have. Right. You mm-hmm. know, and after that person's gone, you both kind of right. Right. go your own separate ways. Right. The family still always support, supported her mm-hmm. if she ever needed and you know, so on yep. and so forth. And she's never removed the kid does kids from the family that you know I, she still wants them to to know who you come from mm-hmm. who are your people 
Yeah, and, and that's great to you know we can we can all grow grow apart, but still still have that uh, that that tie that binds us together. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and like you know, guys, we always gonna take it back to relationships in one way or another, man. So you know, it's just a beautiful thing to see that when you put in that groundwork on relationships like that, when things go awry, that you still can kind of come back to center. Sure. end up in a great spot um before we close out man i wanted to tell y'all uh i was telling schemes this um or actually i didn't tell you this so we went to the um kalahari here in texas y'all it's supposed to be a, allegedly like the biggest indoor water park in the united states so it's got an indoor section got an outdoor section got a dave and buster style game room Wow. And it's got rides and all that joint. These kids could play forever. forever. <laughs> and it's got rest. You literally don't have to leave that joint. Kings, they had a breakfast. We was going, that first mo- morning we was there, we was going to, uh, BNC was looking for places to, uh, for breakfast. And Walt used to be Walt, but uh, we still call you Walt. Her and Sean had been there, and she was like, try the breakfast buffet. And I'm like, what do they have? And she's like, everything. Because she was texting Liz. I'm like, man, that's so undescriptive of her because you know walking just go on and on. <laughs> yeah. But literally, she was like, everything. So, they had everything from every kind of pastry you can think of. Waffles, pancakes, French toast. I ate roasted pork belly. Hmm. Okay. Cheese grits, uh, yogurt, oatmeal, smoothies, uh, roasted corn. Uh, andouille sausage that they were cutting, brisket, and other fresh fruit. I mean, anything. I was like, it was like a little low key, like Vegas style. So anyway, while we were there, we met a, a Hispanic couple that was really cool, and their their son June. Um, and we kind of the kids are playing together. Then you know, you just kind of oh, they start talking, and man, it was just cool. He and I were, the dad and I were sitting at the table talking and, you know, sometimes we go off, I go off with the kids somewhere. Sometimes mm-hmm. he would, I go get on the thing with him. And y'all, I ain't a water dude like that, but I got, I did water, you know, for my kids. But he and I were sitting there talking. I believe dude said he's like 44. He's a mechanical engineer. Okay, cool. And we were sitting there talking. And at the end of the day, Hispanic dude, 44 years old, mechanical engineer, J39, a property manager for housing, military housing. We want the same thing. He wants to provide for his family, his wife and his son. And what we also had the conversation is that he he wants more of his time so he can do that kind of stuff with his family. We're more alike than we are different. Absolutely. And if we take the time to actually build relationships with one another, and I just met that dude, just met him, Skeen. Just met him. And we had this connection. Now, the other part of the story is, y'all had my other phone in my freaking pocket. <laughs> I walked it in the water playing with the baby, Jason. But it barely got wet. So... Another time, they're like, hey, we're going to go on a wave pool. And I'm like, yo, I'm not getting in that dog on wave pool. We're getting ready to leave. This is, I'm, I'm watered out. <laughs> so Trey, my son, he's a decent swimmer, but he ain't like no expert. 
So he goes in the wave pool and waves are like crashing over the top of this dude's head. So the dad of me is like, I need to walk out there by him. Phone in pocket. So when I get out there, Trey, every time a wave crashes over his head, he comes up smiling. So he's having the time of his life. I'm thinking he's about to drown. So I'm in the water for a smooth 10 minutes. And as I turn around to walk back at the same, at the same exact time, oh, the phone is in your pocket. <laughs> so I lost my man. I had got his number. I'm hoping he texts me. But he was a great, he was like, man, we need to get together, uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, my last other story is, uh, no, I had two stories. I forgot. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. Again, I'm out of mind what I usually do, but I'm chilling in the water, Trey's playing, da-da-da-da-da. And the Katy Perry joint comes on. And before I know it, I'm just in the... And I'm trying to be the cool dad out there, y'all. I'm trying to be the cool black dad. And then for a minute, I was like, oh, dang, I lost for a second. And I kind of look around, and every other dad and parent is in the pool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So my observation was that Katy Perry Joy slap, man. That's like a universal classic, man. And this last story, y'all, uh, for story time, um, I was telling Schemes, I saw... Uh, a family there. It was uh, two white grandparents and what looked to be their younger son. And then there was a child that it looked like he was the uncle of this child, but the child was black. So I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, first, I'm like, did they adopt the kid? Or like, you know, it was biracial, maybe. But he, he didn't look as, he didn't look super mixy mixed. Anyway, y'all. So I'm around where they are and they're very nice older folks and they, say little comments to me or the grandma will swim by and make a little joke or whatever. Cool, whatever. So when they got ready to leave, me being me, I was like, all right, Mima and Papa. I heard them saying Mima and Papa. Patted the grandfather on the back. All right, man. See you later. Have a good one, man. Y'all be safe. Whatever he said. All right, man. I'm sitting there looking, watching Trey in the water. And so something comes feels like I look the grandma. Oh, hey. Um, how concerned should we be about him and the sunscreen? You know, whatever. <laughs> so as the resident black person that was there, I had to have a quick chat with her that black folks do wear sunscreen too. <laughs> and she's like, this is the first time that they've let him come with us, so we don't want to send him back, you know, uh, whatever. So it was just a funny little moment, man. But um, appreciate y'all chilling with us, man. Let us know what y'all think, man. Agree, disagree. Think we trash, we dumb, whatever. Um, it's been another episode of How Did We Get Here? I'm your host, Jay Carter. And the man that is always heard and never seen. Peace. Schemes. And we'll holler at y'all next time.